Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe's luxurious corner booth. And I'm sitting in said luxurious corner booth with Tom Doran. I'm Deacon Jeff, and Tom, you're not. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Very good. Love that tune, by the way. The opening, the opening tune. Yeah, I have to play that every single time we do these shows. And it, it you know, my thing. I was getting some calluses, so I'm, I'm, it's kind of settling in. <laughs> Got a great voice, though. That don't is. You? That is. I will, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you a secret. That's actually Uh-oh. me doing the woo woo woos. You don't believe in me, the background. Do you? Yeah. I would see you don't strike me as a tenor. You sound more like a. I would think you strike me as a bass. Well, you know what? I don't hear any bass in that. No, there's not. Yeah. It's all the, the. It's the magic of. That's uh, not just you technology. though. You're harmonizing with some other guys. That's exactly aren't you? what it's all okay. about. But okay. I wanted to have a little. I have my hand in my pie there. I want yeah. to make sure that I was part yeah. of the you process. You did good. There you have it. You did good. Well, you know what? Speaking of doing good. Oh, right, here we go. Yeah, we're going to talk about the resurrection. That was a good thing for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a really weird yes, transition. Thank you. But thank you. That was that was a great thing. <laughs> That was fantastic. The resurrection is fantastic. And you know, it's such a beautiful and wonderful thing to be part of. I love the Easter season because we, we just we celebrate the resurrection. Absolutely. And I know we've done a show. We talked about having a passion for the resurrection, understanding right. that concept of, of suffering and how that gave meaning to the resurrection. Right. But now I, I want to do a show and just kind of focus on the resurrection itself. Okay. And good idea. Here, here's here's what we're going to do. First of all, we're going to talk about Jesus's resurrection. Okay. Right. And we're gonna we're gonna distinguish between that and any other resurrection. Okay. We're going to first talk about Jesus's resurrection. All right. All right. So we know that Jesus suffered on our behalf. He took all of our sin. He right. Did. Bore it on his shoulders and carried it up the hill up yep. to Calvary. Yep. And and then we know that he died on our he, behalf. He did. Now, he resurrected. Correct. You see, this is Easter Sunday morning. We get up, we all shout and, you know, Hallelujah. hooray, and we eat candy, and we celebrate the fact that Jesus Rose overcame death, death right? right? Overcame death and basically transformed the world, opened up the gates of heaven. Mm-hmm. Jesus did that. Okay. We didn't do that. Jesus did that. And, and that's a good It's a great thing that he did because we couldn't have done that. Right. Right? We know that we were not capable... Our, uh, we could never, we could never reconcile ourselves to God we, on our behalf. We're, we don't have what it takes. Right. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Jesus was the only sacrifice, right, that would be good enough to reconcile us all to the Father. And, and Jesus is the only one of us, obviously, who's God. Right. And God being the creator and author of all life, right, can resurrect. Right? Absolutely. Jesus rose from the dead to show, to demonstrate the awesome power of God to overcome anything, to overcome death, to overcome all the weight of all the sin. And so we looked at that, and you know what? We're, we are thankful. And I think the vast majority of people really are thankful. Yeah. I think not just Catholics. I think all Protestants. I think maybe even people who aren't really sure if they're... Uh, how religious they are. Maybe they're very spiritual, but they don't want to be religious. You know, you've seen those people answering questionnaires and saying, well, I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual, but not religious. Yeah, exactly right. right. So I think even those folks realize that the resurrection was was a great thing. I would agree with that. Yeah. And so we can look at that resurrection and we can be thankful for it. And we should be. Absolutely. But sometimes I think when we celebrate Easter, we focus too much 
on what Christ did and not realize that there's a part of that that we too get to participate in. Let me explain okay, what okay. that's going. I just heard somebody wreck their car. Yeah. <laughs> no, it did. They're thinking, wait a second, did he just say they're focused too much on Jesus? No, I would never say okay. it that I way. Could those have sworn are, those the guy are not in the, the ditch is thinking that no, right no, now. No, no, no. What I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is sometimes we look at the resurrection mm-hmm. and we see it off in the distance. We see it over there as something that we're not part of. Yeah. That we reap the benefits of. But we have nothing to do with it before, during, or after. Right. Does that make sense? So it where does. we can, we sort of compartmentalize it, we put it, and we become spectators to the resurrection. Right. Right. So we're sitting yeah. there like we're watching a play, just like we had in the in the in with the Passion. Right. We we think, well, that's Jesus. He's suffering. He's doing all that stuff. Yeah. Go, Jesus. You know, it's like I'm glad I don't have to do that. It's Jesus almost, it's almost like we're doubting Thomas's. To some degree, I think. Yeah. But I think we also it's so easy for us just to. To put things in the other room, yeah, on the back burner, to turn or pay, turn our eyes away from it and say, "Well, it's that's nice that that happened, but I don't see myself in that picture anywhere." Yeah. yeah. And again, I think that everyone would understand they reap the benefits of it, mm-hmm. but not everyone understands that. I think that we're called to be a part of that, and that's that's what we're going to focus on today. Okay. And I think. I know people are probably thinking, like, man, he is six minutes in this program, and I have no idea what he's talking about. Wow, time flies. <laughs> I know it does. Golly. But the, but the point here is I want to set this, this table so that we all understand and say, look, this, this is where we most of us live. Most of us live our lives in our faith, whatever it is. Uh, the majority of people, I guess, who are listening here are probably Catholic. And we, we, we go to church. We sit. Uh, we experience the Mass. That's mm-hmm. pretty much our weekly experience of Catholicism for many, many people. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, a lot of us tune out. We kind of sit there and wait for either to be entertained or maybe the, the pastor's going to... I love the one that tells the joke before he starts his homily and he ends yeah. with a joke because then he's got something to look forward to. And right. and, I, and, and it's not all that bad. And I, I don't think that everyone thinks that way. But I, but I do think a lot of people will tend to sort of become complacent. Yeah. Right, and we tend to Which sit. Is human nature. It it is that we you know we're like like water. We take the path of least resistance. Sure. We just kind of want to do the easy thing. Yeah, and the easy thing is to show up, get a bulletin, make sure, and yeah. you know we'll even put something into punch the collection. In your clock. Plate. Right, we're punching the clock. Right, we're just we're pew warmers. Yeah, pew warmers. Right, and so we, we yeah, that's a nice expression. Isn't it? So we want to we something we need to sell. We see that as a, there are a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there doing that. Yeah. But here's the thing. Just like I said that we need to participate in the passion. I remember. We need to participate in the resurrection. Makes sense. Now, someone said, well, how does that work? Well, you know, we could talk about the Catholic teaching about the resurrection of the body. And, in fact, we'll, we'll just mention it here for a few minutes and talk about that. That absolutely is part of what I'm talking about mm-hmm. in terms of participating in the resurrection. That we, too, the Catholic Church teaches that each of us, that each of us, when we go to heaven, if our soul goes to heaven, mm-hmm. that at the end of time, after the general judgment, right, the, the, the second coming, mm-hmm. we'll be united with our bodies, mm-hmm. our glorified bodies. Our bodies will be resurrected. They'll be perfected. They'll be glorified. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like, so don't write in and say, Deacon Jeff, what does that look like? You know, are we thirty three years old? You know, will I still have blonde hair? You know? Will I still have <laughs> will this? I still have hair? Right. <laughs> exactly right. 
You know, and, and there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of theories out there, and you know what? They're all just as good as the other. Right. It doesn't matter. The point is they're glorified bodies. Yep. Our bodies will be resurrected. See, God made everything, right? He created everything. And remember the Genesis story. And at mm-hmm. the end of every day of creation, he would look at it and go, man, this is good. Yeah. He saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. And everything was created out of his goodness. So everything that was created was good. And so when Jesus overcame all of the sin of the world, past, present, and future, he essentially, in that one single act of suffering, death, and resurrection, he overcame all of that and basically redeemed not only us, but the entire world, all of creation. Mm-hmm. Redeemed it mm-hmm. so that at the end of, of, of time, at the second coming, our bodies, which were created good, will be glorified, mm-hmm. made perfect in God's sight. Right? We'll share in a very, very real way in the divine nature. We're not going to become gods, but we'll be like God, the Catechism says, because we'll see him for who he is. We'll be perfect reflections of God because we're created in his image and likeness. There'll be nothing to separate us from God. We'll be there mm-hmm. in the beatific vision in our glorified bodies. Mm-hmm. So there's that resurrection we have to look forward to for each of us. Right? This is why the Catholic Church teaches that we should pay attention to how we treat the human body, that we should be careful about, not only in life, about not leading ourselves into sin through our bodies, but using our bodies in worship. Right. But then also, how do we treat our bodies after death? You know, the Church actually prefers that we're buried and not cremated, although we have a cremation rite, essentially the church tolerates cremation that it says, well, it's okay to cremate. And we understand for financial reasons, sometimes people do mm-hmm. and for other reasons, but we prefer that we, we look at the body mm-hmm. as a beautiful thing, even in death. Right. And, and with respect and we bury the bodies in holy ground, mm-hmm. blessed sacred ground mm-hmm. is where they're supposed to be buried because we want to care for those bodies because they will be resurrected. Right. They will be resurrected. Right? So that's what we look forward to. However, All right. you say, well, that's great, but I'm, as Tom Dorian, I'm a young man. I've got many, many, many years before I have to get <laughs> resurrected. Right? And we don't know yep. when Jesus is coming back, right, for the right. second time. Right? So we, we don't know exactly when that's going to happen. So what do I do in the meantime? Now. Good question. That's right. That's what we're going to focus on now. Okay. And we're going to spend the rest of this show talking about what are we going to do? How do we live the resurrection in our day-to-day lives? That's what we're called to do. But before we do that, uh oh, yeah. Before we do that, we're going to hear about Francis Xavier, who was a, a, a great saint uh, who lived the resurrection. We're going to hear about him. But before we do that, I want to ask everyone to take the time to send me an email. Let me know what you want to talk about, what questions you might have about the Catholic faith, and maybe just some general comments. We'd love to hear from you. Send me an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And also, we've got a great website. We'd love people to visit the website. We're actually getting ready to do a big uh, rebirth, a resurrection of our website. We're redesigning that as we speak. Yeah, it's going to be great. So uh, anyway, spend some time with us on the web, and uh, let me hear what you you think about our show and, and what you'd like to hear in the future. So we'll be right back after this. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history.
Have you ever felt the tug to leave everything behind and become a missionary to a distant land? One man named St. Francis Xavier did just that. He gave his life over and followed the call to bring Christ's love to those who had never experienced it before. Francis Xavier was born into a wealthy and educated family in Spain. The promise of worldly success was laid before him. But he felt that tug to leave the comfort of his home to fulfill the gospel's call to go and make disciples of all nations. While studying at the University of Paris, Francis met St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus, and the two decided that Francis should be ordained a priest in the order. After many years of prayer and work in Europe, Francis was sent to the East Indies to bring the good news to those who had never known Christ. Francis traveled halfway across the globe to Goa, India, where he began to lay the foundation for the church's mission there. For the first few months, he ministered to the poor and the sick in the local hospitals. He later started instructional schools where the street children heard the teachings of the Catholic faith. From India, Francis traveled to Japan, where he again preached the gospel and baptized thousands of souls. Pope Benedict XVI said of St. Francis Xavier and St. Ignatius, A unique desire, a unique passion it could be said, moved and sustained them through different human events. The passion to give to God a glory always greater and to work for the proclamation of the gospel of Christ to the peoples who had been ignored. In the short span of ten years, Francis Xavier brought thousands into the arms of the church. Through his simple ways and zeal for the gospel, he was able to spread the message of Christ's love to a part of the world barely aware of the Savior's promises. St. Francis Xavier once wrote, Many, many people hereabouts are not becoming Christians for one reason only. There is nobody there to make them Christians. His words apply to our own times as well. We may not be able to travel to distant lands, but we can all share in St. Francis's missionary spirit by spreading the truth of Christ in our families, on our college campuses, and in our communities. St. Francis Xavier's Feast Day is celebrated by the Church on December 3rd. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this has been another great moment in Church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And, Tom, you pointed something out to me. I don't know that I gave people the website after I did all that little ranting and talking about how we wanted to hear from them. Oh, they all know where you are. Well, Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. I'm not a star. Yes, you are. But (laughs) the website is thecatholiccafe.com. So just want people to know yeah, that. Got to type in T-H-E. Yeah, we don't want to go to the Catholic Dating Service. We no. just want to, yeah, right. thecatholiccafe.com. And so now, with all that Carry said. Carry on. Yeah, let's get, back to, uh, let's get back to living the resurrection. Let's do it. So we just painted this great picture. Jesus is resurrected. He's God. That's great. He did that for us. We love him for it. He loves us. Everything's hunky-dory, right? We love that. We see that in the distance. Yep. But then also we say, well, wait a second. 
you're telling me we have to participate in this resurrection in some way. Yeah, how are you going to do that? Did and so Jeff? now we're trying to say, well, okay, well, I, I know bodily I'm going to, the Catholic teaching is that my body is going to be resurrected mm-hmm. at the end of all time. Right. Right, when the time of this earth passes. Mm-hmm. When the, when, it, when the second coming happens and the general judgment and all that stuff happens, yeah, we're teaching that too, and that's great. But there's more, and this is the part we want to talk about now. This half of the show, we're going to talk about how to live the resurrection in your day-to-day life. So, now, you remember, I did have that conversation. We've talked about this before, about living the passion, about yes. being passionate about things, about suffering and taking that suffering and uniting that suffering to Jesus' cross. Good show, I remember. All right, so we, we, we need to do that. We need to participate in the suffering. If we're going to participate in the suffering, is it not more appropriate that we should also right, participate in the victory, in the joy of rebirth, in the, in the joy sense. of new life, right? So the church asks us to participate. Right. To participate in the resurrection. And so the way we do that is we need to look at ourselves. Are we just sort of living our Catholic lives sort of day in and day out, and we, we were the same today that we were yesterday and the day before and maybe five years before that and 20 years before that? Do we sit in the same place in church? Do we wear the same things? Do we do the same things? Are we involved in the same stuff? Are we really not growing any deeper, closer, more profound? Are we not having more joy in our life? I mean, a lot of us probably can listen to those questions and go, you know, that's kind of maybe could, where could I me. am. And I've been there before. Yeah. Well, the resurrection, the reason we have the resurrection, we celebrate the resurrection every single year. It's like it's like birthdays. It's like Christmas. It's like all these opportunities for us to revisit what happened, why it happened, and then to live it, to experience it. Right. And to, you know, our birthday, we want to celebrate the fact that we were born. Right. Okay, every year we do this. Yeah. It's not for us to go, oh, I'm another year older. It's like, no, do you not remember the earth was terrible without you? And now it's so blessed because you're here. This is your birthday. Let's celebrate. Let's have a cake. Let's sing a song. Mm -hmm. Well, Easter is the same way. Christmas is the same way that we celebrate these events because they are, they changed the world in a profound way. And we're asked to participate in them. Yep. So if we are sitting and living that humdrum life, we need to unite ourselves to the resurrection. Right. Right. If we unite ourselves to the cross, we need to unite to unite ourselves to the resurrection. Yep. We need to resur- be resurrected by God. We need to allow ourselves to be resurrected, to be lifted up. Because if if God is the only the only thing out there that can overcome death, because God's the God is the author of life. So give us some ideas how. Yeah, let's look at this. What what do we normally do? So you, I say, uh, so uh, Tom, are you active and involved in your church? Absolutely. Right, and so Do let's start. All. Let's list all the things that Tom Dorian or someone like Tom, yeah, does. Let's not talk about me. Yeah, okay. Someone other than Tom. Yeah, we'll let's call just talk him, about an example. We'll call him Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we ought to call him Biker Bob. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, he's no, not here he's, with us anymore. He's listening. I hope he's doing well, Biker yeah, Bob. He's he's listening. So Tom, let's talk about something that the the average person would say yeah. they're doing, and they're and they're busy. You see them all the time at church. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. First of all, they're involved in all the sports programs. They yeah, got they're the kids, coaching, right? They're they're coaching and, and assistant and coaching. What a, what a they're great running thing to kids do. back and forth. It's just a parent. You got the practices. Yeah. It's, it's your turn to bring the uh, the fruit slices yeah. and the the drinks and the or the snacks or yeah. whatever. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, but and and that's busy. That takes up a lot of time. Yeah. But what about scouts? You're involved in scouts too, right? Scouts is is, is important. It's it's good to have the kids. It's great for building yeah. up strong young men. There's Girl Scouts. There's Boy Scouts. There's the the American Heritage Girls, with the, which is a great thing that uh, that we support and. You know, these are great opportunities for kids to grow up and be uh, kids of, of great moral yeah. character. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. And you know what involves parents being involved in volunteering and being part of it and being scoutmasters and assistant oh, yeah. scoutmasters and den leaders and mothers and uh, friends of scouting. And all these things are all important to make the scouting Could thing happen. Could be a full-time gig just by Absolutely. Itself. So we got sports. we got scouts. But, then, you know, there's also the, the men's club. It's time for the men to get together and, you know, maybe drink a few uh, adult beverages and, <laughs> you know, talk about all the great stuff they got going on here. And, yeah. But you know what? They do some great things other than sit around and uh, right. eat spaghetti or whatever. They also do all these uh, wonderful things for the parish. They're, and they're, they're doing fundraisers. They're doing fundraisers, right? They're, put, they're putting on festivals and tournaments yeah. and uh, all these different uh, events that are helping to to you know get people involved in the in, yeah. the in the parish and also to raise money so that we can do all these great things in the parish but you know it's not just the men right women. the women do some yeah. great things too there's like the mothers clubs right there the people oh, yeah. that, that that help and let's let's not even forget about the the school right all oh, the schools other... so many of those churches have schools associated with them right or your kids are in school, and so you're volunteering as a as a school uh, a, a classroom. So you could uh, be doubling down. You're doing it on the parish side as well as the school side. So you're extremely involved, and and so we also got Knights of Columbus. We have all kinds of these fraternal organizations. We have different yep. things that you can be involved in. Yep. And so I ask you, what do you do for church? Oh, I do a lot. I do this. I do this. I do this. You start listening to all these things. And there's nothing wrong with those things, Deacon Those Jeff. things are fantastic. Don't go there. <laughs> no, absolutely. Those things are fantastic. They're they all are. part of a healthy, vibrant church. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. the healthy, vibrant church is not going to be anything without all of the camp trips, the dances, and the auctions, and the, the, right. the fish fries, the fundraisers, the festivals, yep. the tournaments. All these things are part of a healthy parish. Yep. But the problem is, mm-hmm. in so many cases, with so many people, these become the end, the goal. Right? How many people you can get here? How many? How much money you raised at this? You know, who's involved in that? Just getting all these people to show up. And I got to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little story about. Uh, I was at a, a. I was watching one of my kids play a, a, a basketball game, and I'm sitting there in the stands, and someone kind of sat up next to me, and there's a, a woman who was talking about, um, you know, just liking the parish we were in, and we just started with talking. And she's and she said, you know. The only problem is that, you know, I get so busy, and she said, you know, I, I haven't been to Mass, and it's been three weeks since I've been to Mass. Mm. Now, she was saying this to me not as in, 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 you know, I'm a deacon. I can't hear confessions, right? So she wasn't doing that, but it was just, it was idle conversation. Yeah. And so I'm kind of nodding my head going, wow, okay, so not going to Mass, you know? And she explained. She said one weekend they were at the hunting cabin, right? It was their mm-hmm. family. It's a family tradition. They go on weekends and whatever. Hunting is a, a big part, and it's kind of in the woods, and it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to get to a church. There's not one right nearby. And and then also, uh, you know, the other weekend, uh, their kids were in competitive soccer at the time, I think. And so they were doing the competitive thing where you have to travel on weekends. with the, It's a hectic schedule. Mm-hmm. And yet, somehow, in all of that, they didn't get to Mass. Yeah. And I, I, they didn't it say this. You think about it. But, man, it made me sad. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, what is the point? What is the point of the sports at the church? What is the point of the scouting at the church? What is the point of all, all of these it. clubs? Everything that we do at church, what is the point of it? Yeah. If it's not to point us to the sacraments, if it's not to bring us closer to God through the grace that we receive in those sacraments. Yeah. So this is how we are to be reborn. This is how we're to be resurrected. 
This is how we want God to to raise us from the dead. If we're spiritually dead, if we're sitting here just sort of idly doing all these different things, if we're active in all these things, and yet we're not focused on what it is we need to be focused on, on Jesus Christ, on living, on evangelizing, but living our faith, if it's not bringing us closer to God, missing the point. we're missing the whole point. Yeah. I mean, you can do all those things. You know, there's government programs, there's city programs, there's civic organizations that have basketball leagues. You can do all those things. Great point. And not even come to church. That is a great point. Why do we do it at church? Yeah, because that's, that's all those things are supposed to lead us closer to God. Yeah, and when great. they take us away from God, that's when we realize that there's a problem. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of parents, too, that are trying to do those things because they want their kids to get involved in the church and, and, that's and grow right. as well. And so if they don't bridge that over, you're right. They're missing the point. And the kids end up yeah. getting... Involved that's, that's in church, good. except yep. they're only involved in the sports aspect. Yeah, that's, that's and that's right. what they come for. So then they come for the entertainment. They revol- come for you're the revolving fun. around the wrong thing. Exactly Revolve right. Revolve around the other and let this be Do a- I want to get rid of sports? No. Yeah. Yep. Am I a fan of maybe saying, well, maybe we don't want to do sports on Sundays? Right? Yeah, I'm a idea. fan of that. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. It's hard to do. I understand we have the challenge. We've got yeah. people out there saying, how are you going to make this schedule work if you don't have games or practices on Sundays? Yeah. But my point is we need to remember what Sunday's for. We need to remember what church is for. We need to remember why we're coming together as a group. It's not to win games. It's yeah. not to uh, to win patches in scouting. Right. Right? It's not to make sure that there's enough cupcakes for all the kids in the school and when you're the, the one helping uh the, the assistant in the in the classroom. Yeah. That's not the purpose why we come to church. We're we're here to bring people closer to God and to bring ourselves closer to God in the process. That's what we have to resurrection. This is what it's all about. Yeah. And so just like when you have this is what I want to ask people to do. Mm-hmm. When you, at New Year's, we all know that like on New Year's yeah. Eve, we come together, we have that party, and everybody wants to make those New Year's resolutions. resolutions yep. That this year, <laughs> I'm going to do this differently. Yeah. Now, we know we, we break them a lot. I understand that. Yeah. But. Like in a week or two. But we make them. <laughs> because for some of us, we look at that as go, this is the time for renewal. It's yep. the beginning of a new year. We have a clean slate sitting in front of us. Well, you know what? Every time we have Easter, we've got that clean slate. Jesus died for us, but you know what? He rose for us. He triumphed over death. He took all that stuff with him. We have no more of that burden. And so we need to be reborn with him. And so we have this opportunity for rebirth. So we need to make a resurrection resolution. Every year we should make that. Pick something, some little thing in your life you're going to change. You're going to do differently. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to focus on because that's what's going to change the world. You're right. By changing ourselves, right? By participating. This is how we participate in the resurrection. You can be active and involved in church, but you know what? Understand what those things are all about. Yep. What the purpose is. Yeah. That's what we're called to be. We're called to be a resurrection people. Yep. Right? We're not a sports people. Yep. Right? We're not a scouting people. Right. <laughs> Let's pray about this. Yes, sir. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, creator and author of all, we bless you. We adore you. We thank you for the very gift of life. Help us to see in your Son's glorious resurrection the hope of our eternal salvation. Give us the strength we need to participate and actually to live the resurrection in our lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. 
The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.